Chats from the Blog Cabin. Welcome to a brand new episode. Welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. You know the show where I invite people virtually into the Blog Cabin to chat about life. And today we're chatting with Jason and Andrea, and we're talking about a new app that's local to the Raleigh-Durham area called Supper Time. It's basically, from what I understand, it's like the Airbnb of dining. So I can't wait to hear more about this. So welcome to the show, Jason and Andrea, and tell us a little bit about yourself before we start talking about your app. Cool. Thanks for having us. It's really exciting to be here with you and to meet you. Yeah, so I'm Jason, and I grew up in North Carolina and been around Raleigh and Fayetteville and Campbell and mountains and um, love food, love the culture of North Carolina. I'm Andrea. I'm from Raleigh, and I grew up here. My family's been here for ages, and I love Southern culture and Southern food, and it's all that I've ever known, and I love the idea of helping to preserve it in some way. So let's talk about supper time. First of all, where did the idea come from? Because it's such an unusual idea. Yeah, well, we worked together and we worked together for several years and we thought like, hey, what's the world going to be like after this whole COVID thing? And we have found where people connect over food. And like those are the best places that people connect and open up. And we were like, how can we get people eating together? So we were like, we came up with this crazy idea. Uh, what if there was an app to where you could like connect with people who were cooking in their home and show up and eat it? And we we're like, dang. We also know that the restaurant industry has sort of been wrecked by COVID. And we have friends who are talented home cooks and people who have been working in restaurants, but restaurants are closed. People who have this talent, they're making great food and they can use this now to supplement their income. And so we were like, this would be such a great tool for people coming out of COVID when the economy is all up in the air and everybody's jobs are all up in the air. It could be a, a nice steady source of income for folks. Yeah. And like, I don't have grandparents around, uh, around me. And I just like, man, I would love to go get some home cooked grandma. Banana cooking. pudding. <laughs> yeah, banana pudding. <laughs> Sunday supper. Yeah. Uh, cooked by grandma, you know? And like yeah. I don't I don't I don't know anybody. And like what you know, what if what if we had a grandma on the like she cooked amazing food and was making good money and be like, Hey, y'all come on over. I cooked I cooked some extra and you know, it's supper time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So tell us the logistics of the app. Do people just download the app and then say, Oh, I feel like having dinner tonight somewhere else and they look or how's that work? 
Yeah, so when the, um, we hope the app will be released this week, and so it'll be like grand release party of the app. And so basically the way it's going to work is you log on, and you, you it, it searches your area automatically. It knows where you are, and then you're just like, hey, well, who's what kitchens are here and not what hosts are here in my area? And so you look, and you're just like, you see what they make. This is not like a restaurant to where you order on a menu. You don't pick it. It's like the menu set. Like, here's what they're going to serve. It is whatever their specialty is. And you go, you log on, you book the meal, book it, you pay for it on the app, and then the host will contact you and be like, hey, well, you're coming over for Friday. Um, see you then. Here's the address. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. Each host has their own specialty that they're offering at the time that can change. I think a lot of hosts will have a signature meal um, and you go for that experience. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of people think, you know what I could really go for tonight? I could go for some Greek food. Um, but all our communities don't have like Greek restaurants. But imagine having you pull up the app and here's somebody who uh, a woman who grew up in Greece. Yeah. Like she cooks authentic Greek food, like authentic, authentic. And you're like, I get authentic Greek mm -hmm. food and I get to learn about her culture and I leave with a knowledge about Greek food, about her recipes. And so this is like a learning dining experience for folks. Yes. I love that. So where, how do you go about getting your host for people to go eat? So far we've been doing word of mouth. Um, we've been just contacting folks and saying, Hey, do you know anybody who really loves to cook? And a lot of people have reached out to us. You know, it's a passion of theirs. Um, we have folks from that have roots all over the world that have come to us and said, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm from Ghana and I cook amazing Ghanaian food and people love it. So I would love to be part of this. So we, we, it's a lot of just people contacting us. And then I think, you know, I think as more people do this, they'll talk to their friends and their friends and their friends. And a lot of people are already cooking amazing meals in their homes that people absolutely love. So why not make a buck off of it? Yeah, we are, you know, we are a genuine startup. It's just us. Um, it's on a shoestring budget. So we're, we're hustling out there, just contacting people. We, you know, contacting culinary schools, universities, um, food blogs, wh whatever it is, we are hustling. Um, and, you know, people are responding. So it's, it's really exciting to, to see people respond to it. Now, one of the, I know one of the concerns is um, security. Like you don't just want to let everybody, anybody and everybody into your home. So I know that's going to be a big concern for a lot of these hosts as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the questions that we get. And, you know, we remind people that it was really, really weird for a stranger to get in your car, um, you know, 10 years ago and you'd like take them for a ride. And now we're like, hey, let's get an Uber. Let's get a Lyft. Um, so we definitely understand that concern. But we also think that like people, you know, we worked with people for a long time and 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 people are good. I think most people are really good people. And the people that are signing up for this are people who want a genuine great meal. They paid for it. Um, you know, we have all the information on folks when you sign up for the app, like we get your info. Um, you, the, the host can leave a bad review for the guest. You know, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're a bad guest, like you're going to get a bad review. So there's a review process that goes in here. The host will get to confirm the guest. Um, so if a guest signs up and they just like some reviews, I mean like, yeah, they, you know, they peed in my corner. Like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not, I'm not confirming this guest. <laughs> We, we do t we do tend to think that one of the best protections of this is just that the folks who are going to be interested in this are people who care about community and people who care about culture. And it's not going, we really don't think this is going to draw um, very many people who aren't committed to the idea as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I love the fact that you can leave reviews because then you can kind of, like you said, weed out who you want in your home and who you don't want in your home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a big part of the process, yeah, for us in developing the app. Can the guests also leave reviews about the host as well? Absolutely. So they leave reviews and a lot of the hosts are going to build our business on, on guest reviews, you know, so just like anything else, like Yelp, like uh, other apps like Airbnb, you know, if you see somebody who's just got a half a star and there's a 412 people who've rated them, like, you're like, I'm not staying there. Yeah. Um, so the same, same thing goes with this. So let's talk about, um, the price points for these meals because i'm assuming they range from anywhere from maybe 20 bucks to all all the way up mm -hmm. yeah absolutely like the the hosts have control of their price points so we're in, we're encouraging people to keep the price points at pretty low um around 20 to 30 dollars here in the beginning but as as demand goes you know then like capitalism is at work and so if you get great reviews and people love your food and you're getting booked out by all means charge as much as you can um, you know, we were talking to a chef in Boone, a host in Boone last week, and and sh and she was like, "Wow, you know, people people are willing to pay a lot of money for a great, authentic, home cooked meal when they come on vacation to Boone." So we're like, "By all means, we want, you know, we, we feel like part of this is to empower people to make money, and we're unashamed about that. Like, we want to preserve culture. We we love food. We love connections. But this is also a business, and we hope people make a lot of money on it." Absolutely. And I think that in the same way that now when you go to an Airbnb, a lot of times there's a lot of extras in there mm -hmm. and they, you know, have a little notebook for you of like, you know, where to shop, where to go. I think that our supper time hosts are going to do the same thing and enhance the experience. You know, we were talking to that same to that same host about like she could set something up on the parkway for you. So I think mm -hmm. it's going to be a like I think you as a host are going to be able to enhance your experience and then charge according to how much work you're putting into it, but really give people absolutely unique, incredible dining experiences that you really cannot get anywhere else. Yeah, cool. And like, if you were traveling, a lot of people travel for holidays now. When I grew up, you know, you were always home for Thanksgiving, but now like people, people go out for Thanksgiving. They go on vacation for Thanksgiving. And like, how cool would it be if you had a, you know, a host, in Boone or Asheville somewhere and you go into a, a cabin and they're like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to put cook you a whole Thanksgiving spread and you can, you can meet here. I don't like even on the parkway, you know, I mean, maybe I'd not November, but, um, <laughs> but you know, like this incredible experience that you will remember that you ate Thanksgiving with your family home cooked mm -hmm. in this incredible place. You will remember it forever, you know? Yeah. And so like people would, people will pay for that experience. Sky's the limit for our hosts. Hi guys, we'll be right back with some more content right after the this brief commercial message. Stay tuned because it's all about ice cream. Hi, I'm Stratton Leopold from Leopold's Ice Cream in Savannah, Georgia. 11 years ago, we started the I Pledge Project, giving children who can recite the Pledge of Allegiance from memory a free scoop of ice cream. So join us. Over 200 shops across the country have over the last 11 years. Join us in July, National Ice Cream Month, and Independence Day for iPledgeForIceCream.com. Chats from the Blog Cabin. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode. Yeah, I just love the fact that I was just going to ask you the question and you're kind of piggybacking on what you just said about like if you have an event coming up or you want to do a romantic proposal and you wanted to home cook meals, someone that 
it's like the first meal that they ever had together or something like that. You could set that up with the host. I mean, that doesn't yes. necessarily have to be in your home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And so we, we encourage people to find like third, third places. You know, some people are like, you know, I, I love to cook, but my home is not really the right place. Mm -hmm. um, find a third place, you know, find a park, the picnic table that you like, we put the coordinates in there. Here's where, here's where the meal is going to be at seven o'clock show up there. Um, mm -hmm. So there's so many beautiful places in our communities to do that. Like how cool would it be? Surprise date, you know, like you show up, and in a picnic and a whole meal is right there is spread out and like, wow, you're going to have this romantic dinner in the park together. How cool. I, I think it's going to take a lot of pressures off the guys trying to plan where they're going for Valentine's <laughs> day and, and what we're going to eat. They can just say, okay, we're going to do this. Instead. Yeah. That's great. Yes. Now, why did you decide to do an app and not do something like a website? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really like the the sort of a mobile functionality of it is what we really wanted. We wanted for you to be like if you were traveling and you you, it, you know you were passing through somewhere and you're like, hey, we're gonna be in such and such a place tomorrow. Let's see, let's let's see what dinners are available out there. So we wanted this to really be something people could take along with them. Um, we do have plans in the future to put an put a website as well and connect them you know like you know like airbnb experience mm -hmm. you can go online or you can go on the app mm -hmm. we hope to do that too um once this begins to create a little revenue for us and we can be able to do that we also were sort of responding to the culture right now which is all app based and and especially mm -hmm. you know right now during covid you get your groceries on an app you get your <laughs> you you order food on an app and it's all on your phone and so we really felt like that was where we wanted to put our energy. Now, do you think it's it's possible that they become a delivery service, your host do, instead of cooking? Yeah, they'll cook in their home, but then they deliver it at your home? No, probably not, because there are other services that do exactly that. Mm -hmm. So we really want like th this is our brand. This is what we do. Um, and there's other services like people have wondered, hey, can we hire people to come cook in our homes for us? Like mm -hmm. not through supper time. There are already apps that you can do that. You can hire a chef for the day. Um, so this is like we're, we're very narrow. This is what we're going to do. This is our lane. And we really want to be the best at this sort of dining experience that and, we offer. And what we care about is community and connection and the stories. And that we don't feel like that can happen as well if you're just delivering food. It's not about the food. It's about the person and the experience. And so we really want you to go into their house, see what their life is like, hear their story in their kitchen, watch them cook their food in their kitchen. That's what's really important to us, especially after all this isolation that we've all been through. We really want to help our communities connect to one another again. And like I'm an introvert, total, total introvert. And I'm like, I don't. I, oh. Do I want to go in somebody's house and, and eat their food? It makes me feel uncomfortable. But but then, you know, Andrea's like, we got to go. Let's go. And you're going with me. <laughs> and so, you know, and then when, once you go and get over that initial sort of like mm -hmm. fear and like it's legit, I have it too. But once you go and you meet the person and you're eating their food in their house and they're sharing a, a childhood story of their mm -hmm. grandma of mm -hmm. why this food's important to them. Mm -hmm then you're like, that was the best, that, that was the best food experience yeah. I've ever had in my life. Absolutely. Like I remember the times that we've been in people's houses so much more than I do a restaurant. You mm -hmm. know, I remember mm -hmm. them. I remember their hospitality, their kindness, their, their jokes. I don't, I don't, I can, there are many restaurant meals that I've had that I don't remember. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Wow. So you're just local to the Raleigh-Durham area right now, correct? No, we are all across North Carolina. Okay. So we are a statewide thing. Um, we started here in Raleigh because it's where we live. But we, we were in Boone last week recruiting hosts. We're in Charlotte this week this weekend recruiting hosts. We were in Wilmington a couple weeks ago recruiting hosts. And so we're, we're all over the state. And we're starting now to um, expand into Tennessee and South Carolina. Those are our two next markets that we're already starting to focus on. So with that, do you have a team besides you? You guys, or is it just no, you two? It's just us hustling our tails off. <laughs> so how do you fit everything in? Because obviously with COVID, a lot of people don't really want to talk to people because COVID, you know, people are still out there like, should I get, should I have strangers come in because I know the vaccine, but does the vaccine actually work and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and this is, this is a person that has to be okay with it, you know? So like we understand people are all over right now and it is a really hard time. Um, and you know, we're, we're the sort of like, Hey, if you want to be this awesome, great, use it. If you don't like maybe, maybe wait a couple months. So we're, we're really flexible with people. Some hosts have contacted us and be like, I love this idea. I'm just not ready right now. And we're like, Hey, we'll, we'll keep in touch with you. You let us know when we're ready and we'll, we'll walk you through this process. We, we wanted to go ahead and get the platform set up before everything was ready. Like we wanted for those people who want, who were okay with it to go ahead and be able to start. Um, you know, we were like, either this is the best timing ever or the worst <laughs> timing ever. And we do think it was really good timing um, for us to get started on this. And as things are opening up, people can have people in their homes. And honestly, to think about it another way, it is a lot more comfortable for some people to go into someone's home to eat a meal than to a restaurant with hundreds of people around. So actually in some ways we're enabling folks to get out of their homes and eat good food that they didn't have to cook themselves, but not have to be in a restaurant with all of that around them. So let's bring to the point COVID. Did you have the idea before COVID or during COVID? During. So what made you decide to go ahead and just go for it and launch it? We're crazy. <laughs> There's no time like the present, right? You just, you just gotta, you gotta take a risk. You gotta put things out there. You gotta put yourself out there and it's like, take a chance. And so that's kind of what we're doing. Has there ever been a host that says, no, I'm not interested? Sometimes. I mean, and, and it's, it's going to be about their comfort level. So I do think that as more people become hosts and sort of normalize it, those people who were maybe late adopters will come back to the table for this, it's just, you know, it's, we all got really used to being alone mm -hmm. and to not being around strangers. So I think we're, you know, we all have to give each other a lot of grace right now. And what's comfortable for me, what's comfortable for you might not be the same. Mm -hmm. But on the same, t on the flip side is like, we're better together and community mm -hmm. changes us. Like we all need community. And so yeah. we got, we have to figure out how to navigate to do community safely in this sort of new world. But I, I don't think that we can kind of, uh, be in you know the future and like kind of live like we lived where we're all at home where we're not having contact with anybody like i knew we had to do that right but mm -hmm. i don't think that's the way that really is going to make us thrive as humans like we need connections we need to laugh together we need to meet yep. new people and we, we somehow we got to figure out how do we do that safely as we move forward so exactly how does it work on your end? I mean, because obviously you're going to have to, you got to make some money somehow, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how does it work on your end? Yeah. So we get, um, 
per person per usage, we get we get a fee for that. So um, so we we get a, a portion of the the money that people pay for the gift for the meal and the cooks, the hosts who are cooking it. So we get about um, three three or so dollars per person per meal, which is not a lot. We we want to keep our cut down, especially in the beginning. Um, because we don't feel like that's fair to either side to charge a bunch of fees to use this service. So our basic fee, our structure, we'll make a lot of profit when this blows up. And yeah. so it's going to take a lot of usage out there for us to make a big profit. And until then, we're just going to keep grinding mm -hmm. and keep doing what we need to do to make that possible. We really care about getting people, giving people the, um, the, opportunity to be a host and also to be a guest without too many holdups. So we're trying to make the path really, really smooth for everybody, including not charging a whole lot right now for that. So, cause you know, when you go on Airbnb and you're like, Oh, this is $98 a night. And then it's like $246 a night <laughs> when you actually check yeah. out. And that's really frustrating for me as a consumer. And I didn't want that to happen again. So mm. we're just going to keep like, busting our tails to spread mm -hmm. this thing around. Yeah. And we do offer insurance for our hosts as well. We've been able to negotiate that. So if like something were to go wrong in, in a host dinner, um, they're covered. We, we got them covered. As long as they're using our platform to, to, to do this meal, then they're covered by insurance. So we, you know, we have, we have costs on the, on the backside mm -hmm. to make this possible. So we're trying to navigate that as business people as, you know, as the best way we can. I love how you said you had, insurance for the host because obviously there are some people that may have a reaction for something that's in there mm -hmm. and in their food or whatever. So when they go to book, will it put down any type of allergies that things that are the rest, but the ingredients in the recipes, are they going to put it down so people can look and say, Oh, I can't do that because I'm allergic to garlic or I'm allergic to seafood. Obviously will obviously mm -hmm. be already in there, but like the, the spices and stuff. Yeah, well, on our on our profile, so the user will create a profile and they can select like vegetarian, vegan. So there's some categories that they can search by and there's some hosts that will just cook that food. And, you know, this is we want to not have the like the back and forth to where, hey, um, I, I don't want that with tomatoes. Honestly, could you leave the tomatoes on the side? And so like that's that's not really our thing. This is sort of like that that you go into somebody's house and but there will be a messaging function. So when once you book the meal, then you can message each other. And there will be if you have any concerns like, hey, um, I, I can you leave the cheese off of that? You know, simple things like that. Absolutely. We they'll be able to do that together. So we also do like for health conditions, like I know there's some people that are gluten free. There are some mm -hmm. people that are strictly yep. no dairy, lactose intolerance and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You'll have that yep. all. So yep. there's no guesswork about like, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you look at a menu, you've mm -hmm. got to figure out, OK, does this have gluten or does this have dairy in it? Or, OK, can I get this? But without this, you know, and they all sometimes they, they screw up in the kitchen and they bring it to you anyways with mm -hmm. the stuff already in it. So Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that you'll be able to, to do a lot of that on that. Yep, absolutely. And as we've been talking to our hosts, they're very um, these people are very educated about food. These people are passionate about food. So these will be easy conversations to have with mm -hmm. your host. Yep. So your host, would you say a majority of them are, are like chefs that just don't want to work in it are just regular people? Just regular folks who love to cook. Uh, and yeah, that's what we, that's what we found. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some, some are people who have a food background mm -hmm. in some way. Um, but 
so far, not not typically chefs. These are people who are passionate about cooking at home, and that's where they've mostly done it. So they're very comfortable cooking at home, and they love to entertain. Mm -hmm. But we have we have had a couple chefs and um, that are going to be hosts, and yeah. really interesting the kind of the way the chefs reacted to us, and they were like, you know, what's exciting to me is I can cook whatever I want for folks. You know, like a chef in a restaurant, you have a menu Same meals every, day. every day and chefs are people who love to cook, you know, experiment, make new things. They're, they're so they love their food so much. And so like we have a couple of chefs who are like, you know what? I love to cook this certain dish and I'm going to look forward to cooking that for people. And I don't get to do that in the restaurant. So it's kind of cool. So have you tried it out yourself to some of these? Have you tasted some of the chefs? That's got to be the fun part of the job, right? It's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the perk of the of the job for sure. For we, sure. We go and we, you know, we we meet a lot of our hosts and we film videos for them and take pictures of their space to help them through the process to put their profile up, uh, and we share a lot on social media so people can kind of know their hosts and really cool to see the the hosts that we have. And um, as Andrew mentioned, we were over at um, Abina's house and she lives near us and she's from Ghana and she was cooking Ghanaian food. And it was like, oh my gosh. The smells in that kitchen were like, and it's so, it's so, what's so neat is that the ingredients were things that like we can get yeah. from the grocery store. Yeah. Like these aren't weird things. Just the way she does it, the process that she goes through, she turns those like regular tomatoes into the sauce that is absolutely to die for. So it, it was such, it's always such a learning experience. And I'm still thinking about that chicken. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. Which brings me to another thing. Can they, can they multiple, can they book the same chef multiple times? Like they's like, man, I really, I, I can't get enough. And like you just said, Andrea, that Absolutely. you couldn't get a, enough of that chicken, you know, book it again, book it again, have a weekly date there or a monthly <laughs> or whatever. Absolutely. You can have your favorite host and you can just go back and, as much as you want to. I wonder if we should include like a move in function button. Yeah, you like, just I'm, just, like I'm gonna click move in. <laughs> can I spend the night? Can you cook me breakfast? <laughs> so basically, it's just for dinner, not lunch and breakfast. Yeah, yes. mostly yes. You can. The host has control of yeah. that. They can choose the time that they want. So if they wanted like a brunch, you could you could do brunch for sure. Um, but our focus is gonna, um, as we say, on supper on supper time, but you know, the host has control. So I'm sure people will start doing brunches and breakfasts. Um, I mean, a grandma breakfast. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Uh, bacon. Uh, <laughs> I, a lot of our hosts too, um, really enjoy hosting special events. So they might want to do like a cheese and wine tasting or something, you know, some sort of like special tonight we're doing this or this afternoon we're doing this. So they, they have total control over what, what they do and when they do it. Mm -hmm. I just love that. So you said you're branching out. You're all across North Carolina. You're branching out to Tennessee. Where do you see this going? Do you see it just blowing up all over the United States and maybe international? Yeah, we've talked about international. Like, wouldn't it be cool? Like one of the ideas, like, right, yeah. if you were going on vacation to Ireland you know, and and or Italy and you like, I've got the summertime app. Let me see if anybody's around here. And you and you book a grandma in Italy in Tuscany mm. and you go to her house yes. and she's cooking you authentic. I mean like real deal yeah. food in a real deal Italian house. Like 
what an experience on your yeah. vacation. And you, you know, have. we've talked to folks who are in sort of like destination cities and they say that the restaurants aren't actually that great there because they know that people will come, they won't complain, they're traveling, they'll just pay whatever and they'll eat whatever. And so I, I mean, I know from traveling that sometimes that is the case. They know Americans are there or whatever. Um, so when I travel, I always want to find a little hole in the wall place mm -hmm. or like the family owned place. And my gosh, if I had this app, that's all I would ever do is mm -hmm. eat at somebody's house. Yep. So that was one of the original ideas was, you know, when you travel and especially like if you're someone like me who wants to like suck the marrow out of my whole trip. Um, I want, I want, I want a real experience with someone who lives there, mm -hmm. you know, who has yep. a home wherever I am. And so we, we really see this blowing up all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we hope so by all means blow up. Great. <laughs> Everybody knows about supper time. <laughs> I love the sense of community that you're building as well, because like you said, people come into someone's house and they'll learn about the food. They'll learn about, you know, maybe tell stories like you're sitting at your grandma's knee because mm -hmm. but a lot of people are forgetting about the stories that are about yeah. things about food. Yeah. That's one thing you're really passionate about is continuing the stories of, of, of food culture. Yeah. And especially like in North Carolina, we have incredible history of Southern food here. And, and, and there's different histories. There's Appalachian history of food in North Carolina. There is, you know, like where we, I mean, there's, there's black history in food uh, in all over the state. There's coastal history mm -hmm. of seafood. And like, that's, like that stuff, like we need to preserve that. And we're losing that as yeah. a culture um, because we, we do food transactionally. You know, we go get a grocery store or we go get a restaurant. It's already cooked. We just eat it because it tastes good. And we need to get back to that sort of like slow cooking, sit down, hear the stories, hear people's stories and fall in love with the food in a whole new way. And one of my one of my favorite things is to like figure out where people are from based on like what kind of barbecue they like uh -huh. or like, how do you like your hush puppies or mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever? Because we carry so much history within us with what we like, what we know, how we eat things. We don't even think about it. There's a, there's a massive story that we're telling all the time with what we choose to eat and how we choose to cook. And I think also we have sort of lost that teaching our children how to cook. Um, my mom didn't really teach me how to cook. I had to teach myself. And so a lot of things were lost in that translation. So we want that. We know that um, food is not just for your body. It's for your soul. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be able to continue that tradition. I love that. And you brought up barbecue. Are you Eastern mm -hmm. or Western North Carolina barbecue? Western. Western. <laughs> uh, well, sorry, I'm Eastern. <laughs> That's that all right. There, there's there's a place for everybody. Because <laughs> that is what I grew up with, Eastern North Carolina barbecue. Yeah, yeah that's exactly it. That's what you grow up with. That's what you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like on this app, we envision people. I mean, there's. I mean, North Carolina has incredible barbecue places all over the place. So you know, we've got those covered, but. You know, if you were somewhere and you, like some guy who just been cooking barbecue his whole life mm -hmm. and, and is incredible at it and you've and, and he's got his incredible recipe, you know, he just does it at his house for his friends. And you get to book that and go and experience that mm -hmm. where you're like, you like you can say, I, you know what? I barbecue over with Clyde and in, in his barn, in his barn, you know, in Goldsboro, yeah. wherever yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like that. What an experience. Well, I love that. Do you honestly see maybe your host, you guys losing your host because they open up their own little 
food truck or restaurants or something like that. Do you guys see that as a potential? Absolutely. And by all means, do like it. do it. You know, if you can, if we can empower people yeah. to that sort of life, then absolutely. We wish you the best, like go do it. And so like, we're, we're not like here to compete with people. We want to empower people because we believe our communities are better. Like we, we're, we flourish as humans when we empower, when we lift each other up and we encourage each other. So if you use this as a platform to, to as a, as a, as a catapult for yourself to create a business, yes, we'll share that success story and we'll point people to your food truck or wherever you are. For sure. We're all about supporting small and local businesses that keep the flavor of each town alive. And so if one of our hosts wants to open something, we are going to be there with signs and cheering them on. Yeah. Wow. So it does not, let me, it does not cost anything to use the app, correct? Oh, well, it, like it doesn't cost anything to download the app. Yes. Right. Once you book a dinner, like you, you got to pay for yeah. the dinner. Yeah. 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 But I was just thinking like, there's some apps that are like, Mm -hmm. in purchase like you uh, you download it and you have it for one day and then all of a sudden they're charging you for stuff. No, no. no. I'd love that. So, what do you envision for this year for it to be? Yeah, we really hope that, that we just begin to take a foothold here in in North Carolina. That people start talking about us. Um, you know, we we hope uh, we, it would be great to at the end of the year you know, have 200 hosts across North Carolina. That would be, that would be a huge success for us if we had 200 hosts and people are regularly using this all, all over the state. Um, you know, we, we, we know that this is going to take a little time. This is like a slow, it's just like a slow cooker here. People are going to need to get used to the idea. And so we're in it for the long haul. We're going to keep working and keep recruiting hosts and, and pushing people into the incredible experiences. I love that. So how many hosts do you have currently? That's a great question. It's an ever evolving number. There's just sort of scattered all over the, mm -hmm. all over the place. I'm not yeah. even sure. 25, 20, 30. Yeah. yeah. Right now. And that's all across the state that we have. And we haven't even launched, we haven't even launched yeah. yet, like officially. So these are folks that are like, we're ready to go. Like when you, when you say go, we are ready to go. So. And even though great. we haven't launched, we have had many test dinners. So mm -hmm. we we're already doing this thing and it's working and people love it. So let's talk about the test dinners because I'm wondering how that logistic, obviously you two are part of the test dinners, right? <laughs> well, sometimes we arrange them. We arrange them. Yeah. Um, and so we, we basically we're using social media right now and we've like, we put that out into our social media. Like, Hey, there's a, there's a test dinner on Friday. If you want it, book it here, just comment, make a comment and you, it's yours. It's yours. Yeah. Um, and then we, we hook people up, you know, old fashioned email texting. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit cumbersome now because we don't have the mm -hmm. app, but it works. And so we put people together and then we show up, we take a little video and then we leave. And, yeah. um, and that's, and it's their dinner. That Let they're the having. dinner happen. And then we've, and we've been following up and like, give us feedback. What are the reviews? How, what would you do? How would you tweak this experience? And all the reviews have been, like so positive. This is amazing. I, yeah. I can't wait to, to do this over and over and over. I again. mean, I think for one dinner, like we, we encourage our guests to stay for about an hour. Um, cause we don't want to overload the host, but I think one dinner they stayed for like four hours yeah. and just talked and talked yeah. and had fun and they, they made new friends yeah. and that's all what all this is about. Mm -hmm. Wow. I just can't, I can't even imagine going into a stranger's house. Like the introverts, like, Ooh, like you were just talking I about. <laughs> You know, going into I'll go with you. <laughs> um, so tell us the name of the app again. Yep, it's supper time. 
Suppertime app. And so um, you can log on to our website, SuppertimeApp.com, and you can find us there and all the information. Um, we will um, hopefully at the end of the week, we will uh, our app will be live. And so we'll be up on the App Store, up on the Google Play Store. Um, and then you can you can find us there. You can download it and start looking around. And you can always to email us too. Mm -hmm. um, Jason at SuppertimeApp.com, Andrea at SuppertimeApp.com. If you have any questions, if you if you like want sort of inside scoop information, I can put you on our list. You know, we we encourage that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like us, you know, on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, and and follow the story. And you can be you can be on the as we tell people, you can be on the ground floor of Suppertime. You know, if this does blow up one day, you'll be like kids. I, I remember when several times was just getting started. Oh, no, their first hosts. <laughs> that is so funny. Honestly, I think this is such a, a unique idea. Has anybody else ever thought of that type of idea? Now, this is a great question. Um, back in 2010, 2012, there were some apps that were similar to this where you could book um, like chef dinners at chef's homes. Um, there was one that, but nothing like this. So this is kind of a unique idea that we've come up with. And it's, and you know, I think the thing that makes it so unique is it's really Southern. And even when it, and it expands out of the South, it's still going to be, it's still going to be supper time. You know, we grew up, my, my grandma was like, it's supper time. Come, come get some food. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is a really kind of a Southern, a Southern company. I think the goal of the other apps have been about the food and our goal is about the experience yep. and community. So we just have a different focus mm -hmm. and, and we think that, that this is what the world needs right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. So true because we're so now so used to being alone that some of us aren't venturing out. So maybe it takes off a little bit of pressure and you're not going into a restaurant and trying to figure out what you're going to order on the menu and everything else and just yeah. go to someone's house to have a more personal experience. I love that. Yep. So we're, our time is almost up. Is there one last nugget that you guys want to share? One last nugget. I, th I, I think of like this, you know, we hope that people will have the best experiences of their life in, in this process. And that's really our goal. Our hope, our dream is that people have incredible food experiences, that they meet new people, that they build community. Like that you, uh, people like this is a dining experience. We don't call this a, a dinner this is a dining experience where you're going to, you're going to become friends with, with your hosts. And so we hope people will really give it a chance um, because we think it could, I mean, we think it could really make a difference in, in the, in the world around us. Wow. I love that. So I want to thank you both for coming on and sharing about supper time. I can't wait to hear about how it blows up. And I will, in one year, I want you guys to come back or All even right, we'll do it. less than a year, come back and tell me how you guys are doing, because I All think right. this is a great idea and I cannot wait to see what happens in not only North Carolina, but all over the world. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And thanks for having us today. It was great to meet you and chat with you. Thank you. So guys, we will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. See ya. Chats from the blog cabin. Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Andrea and Jason about their app, Supper Time. It's a great concept. Really, honestly, when you think about it, I'd rather have home cooked over dinner restaurant in a 
any day of the week, but sometimes you get so overwhelmed with cooking that you don't want to cook, so you end up eating out. So this way, you kind of get the best of both worlds. You still get to eat out for those that like to go out, but you also get the home-cooked meals for those who'd rather stick with what they know with the home-cooked meals. And I also love the fact that you can explore cultures. When this particular episode was when we were chatting and we were having this um, the conversation popped in my head, one of the main things that my husband loves to cook and he loves, he really enjoys doing this for um, family, especially, is sopes. And I will put the link in the show notes for the recipe for sopes because he actually cooked one and I did a blog post about it, so it's going to be on the blog. Um, but I caught, kept thinking... He loves to cook. He loves to cook for other people. This would be a great way for him to do that. But I don't know if he'd be up for it. So I'm going to see if I can talk him into it. But in the meantime, I hope you really check out the Suppertime app. It's launching. We were exclusive. They have, when I taped this interview, they had not officially launched yet. But I can just see it blowing it up all over the world. Because people want that sense of connection, sense of community. And I love it. So, please like, leave a rating and review, go over and hit that app and download that app when it comes available and just have a great time with it. Let me know if you end up eating in one of their host places. As always, be blessed and most importantly, keep chatting.